Good morning, everyone. It's time for another edition of Transformation Radio. She slips in Trying to fade into the faces The girl's teasing laughter Is carrying farther than they know Farther than they know But if we are the body
And now, as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, our narrative in Scripture today comes from the book of Luke, chapter 2, verses 36 through 52. Here's an overview of what we'll be reading in Scripture today here in the New Testament. Although Simeon and Anna were very old, they had never lost their hope that they would see the Messiah, led by the Holy Spirit. They were among the first to bear witness to Jesus. In the Jewish culture, elders were respected. Thus, because of Simeon's and Anna's ages, their prophecies carried extra weight. Now, in contrast, our society values youthfulness over wisdom, and contributions by the elderly are often ignored. As Christians, we should reverse those values whenever and wherever we can. Encourage older people to share their wisdom and experience. Listen carefully when they speak. Offer them your friendship and help them find ways to continue to serve God. Now, Anna was called a prophet, indicating that she was unusually close to God. Prophets did not necessarily predict the future. Their main role was to speak for God, proclaiming His truth. Now, did Mary and Joseph return immediately to Nazareth, or did they remain in Bethlehem for a time? Apparently, there is a gap of several years between verses 38 and 39 that we'll read here today. Ample time for them to find a place to live in Bethlehem, flee to Egypt to escape Herod's wrath, and return to Nazareth when it was safe to do so. Well, at age 12, Jesus was considered almost an adult, so he probably didn't spend a lot of time with his parents during the festival. Those who attended these festivals often traveled in caravans for protection from robbers along the Palestine roads. The women and children usually would travel at the front of the caravan, with the men bringing up the rear. A 12-year-old boy conceivably could have been in either group, so both Mary and Joseph probably assumed that Jesus was with the, the other one. But when the caravan left Jerusalem, Jesus stayed behind, absorbed in his discussion with the religious leaders. Mary had to let go of her child and let him become a man, God's son, the Messiah. Fearful that she hadn't been careful enough with this God-given child, she searched frantically for him, but she was looking for a boy, not the young man who was in the temple astounding the religious leaders with his questions. Well, this is the first mention here of Jesus' awareness that he was God's son. But even though he knew his real father, Jesus did not reject his earthly parents. He went back to Nazareth with them and lived under their authority for another 18 years. God's people do not despise human relationships or family responsibilities. If the Son of God obeyed His human parents, well, how much more should we honor our family members? Don't use commitment to God's work to justify neglecting your family. All right, let's begin our reading today, here in the New Testament. March 17th, the New Testament, Luke chapter 2, verses 36 through 52. Anna, a prophet, was also there in the temple. She was the daughter of Phanuel from the tribe of Asher, and she was very old. Her husband died when they had been married only seven years. Then she lived as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but stayed there day and night, worshiping God with fasting and prayer. She came along just as Simeon was talking with Mary and Joseph, and she began praising God. She talked about the child to everyone who had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. When Jesus' parents had fulfilled all the requirements of the law of the Lord, 
they returned home to Nazareth in Galilee. There the child grew up healthy and strong. He was filled with wisdom, and God's favor was on him. Every year Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When Jesus was twelve years old, they attended the festival as usual. After the celebration was over, they started home to Nazareth, but Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents didn't miss him at first, because they assumed he was among the other travelers. But when he didn't show up that evening, they started looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they couldn't find him, they went back to Jerusalem to search for him there. Three days later, they finally discovered him in the temple, sitting among the religious teachers, listening to them and asking questions. All who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. His parents didn't know what to think. Son, his mother said to him, Why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been frantic searching for you everywhere. But why did you need to search, he asked. Didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? But they didn't understand what he meant. Then he returned to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. And his mother stored all these things in her heart. Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all the people. Psalm 60, verses 1 through 12. This psalm gives us information about David's reign not found in the books of 1st and 2nd Samuel or 1st and 2nd Chronicles. Although the setting of the psalm is found in 2nd Samuel chapter 8, that passage makes no reference to the fact that David's forces had met some stiff resistance and apparently even a temporary defeat. You know, the closer we get to God, the more our enemies will attack us because we threaten their evil and selfish way of living. Instead of the wine of blessing, God had given them the cup of His judgment. God's rejection was intended to bring them back to Himself. God said the cities and territories of Israel were His, and He knew the future of each of the nations. When the world seems out of control, we must remind ourselves that God owns the cities and knows the future of every nation. God is in control. With God's help, we will gain the victory. Psalm 60, verses 1 through 12. For the choir director, a psalm of David useful for teaching. Regarding the time David fought Aram Naharim and Aram Zobah, and Joab returned and killed 12,000 Edomites in the Valley of Salt, to be sung to the tune, Lily of the Testimony. You have rejected us, O God, and broken our defenses. You have been angry with us, now restore us to your favor. You have shaken our land and split it open. Seal the cracks, for the land trembles. You have been very hard on us, making us drink wine that sent us reeling. But you have raised a banner for those who fear you, a rallying point in the face of attack. Interlude Now rescue your beloved people. Answer and save us by your power. God has promised this by his holiness. I will divide up Shechem with joy. I will measure out the valley of Sukkoth. Gilead is mine, and Manasseh too. Ephraim, my helmet, will produce my warriors, and Judah, my scepter, will produce my kings. But Moab, my washbasin, will become my servant. And I will wipe my feet on Edom and shout in triumph over Philistia. Who will bring me into the fortified city? Who will bring me victory over Edom? 
Have you rejected us, O God? Will you no longer march with our armies? Oh, please help us against our enemies, for all human help is useless. With God's help, we will do mighty things, for He will trample down our foes. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 15 There's danger in putting up security for a stranger's debt. It's safer not to guarantee another person's debt. Good morning, fellow brothers in Christ. Uh, this is Cam. I'm going up to phase two today. I've been asked to share my testimony, so I'm going to do the uh, the summarized version. Um, let's see. I grew up uh, in Tennessee. Life was good. Uh, my dad went to prison when I was at a young age, and I started to rebel. And uh, I was I was just as good at that as I was at school before that. Um, it, it didn't take long. Started getting in trouble. I've been at the top of that lifestyle, and I've been at the bottom of that lifestyle. Uh, you name it, I've probably done it. So, um, you know, I, I've been there. I, I got an extended period of clean time, and uh, that didn't last. Uh, and it didn't last because I, I've never had a spiritual relationship um, with God. And, and let me tell you, since I've come uh, in just about a month ago. I've started to develop that relationship. Now, granted, it, it didn't happen overnight for me, but I'm, I'm becoming uh, pretty strong in, in my faith and strong in my relationship with God, and, and I feel a way that I've never felt before, even when I had, you know, almost a, a couple years clean. Um, it's fantastic. This is the place to be. So all the new guys, give it a shot. Give it a shot. Don't leave. Good morning. My name is Chad Crispin. I just wanted to give an affirmation out to one of my good friends, Derek, who's I seen come in broken and hurt, and I just seen so much change in you, buddy. Uh, you've grown wings, man, and you've taught me a lot about the word that I needed to know. And if I had any questions, you were there to answer them for me, man. Uh, I just want you to keep your head up and strive to have the Lord in your heart and motivate you to complete this program, Derek. Hang in there, buddy. This is Today, a daily devotional to refresh, refocus, renew. Restore, encourage, agree, be at peace. From 2 Corinthians 13. Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice. Strive for full restoration. Encourage one another. Be of one mind. Live in peace. After a long and sometimes stern letter to the Corinthian church, Paul ends with four commands on how the believers should treat one another. Be restored, be encouraged, be of one mind, and be at peace. Paul calls for unity in the church. Often we settle for living with broken relationships. We get frustrated with others and vow to keep them at arm's length. God calls us to strive for full restoration with one another. There may be times when full restoration is not possible. The other party may be unwilling to move toward restoration. In Romans 12, verse 18, Paul writes, As far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. We are not told that we need to make others live at peace with us. The only behavior we can control is our own. And we can make the effort to reconcile relationships rather than let them fall apart. We can make a call, drop a note, or make an effort to talk about the strain in the relationship. Even though others may not reciprocate, 
at least we will know we have tried. But sometimes we will be surprised by a person's response. It can be a moment in which everyone experiences God's grace. This is today. Get our free daily devotional on the go. Download our app to your mobile device or get it delivered to your email inbox each morning. Sign up at thisistoday.com. In a statement released today, scientists have announced that based on their research, they have concluded that God is a myth.
This concludes today's broadcast. I pray that everyone who tuned in today was blessed by what they heard, and I hope you all have a wonderful day.